This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us this week on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Today's Dadly Dad is not only a different breed of man, but he also lives in a different parenting climate. One in which dads are more involved at home and also proactive in their community. One of the most significant positive changes today's Dadly Dad has made is the choice to be the primary caregiver of the family. Stay-at-home dads have proven a man is just as capable as a woman to nurture and care for children and also manage a household. Today, we're talking about fatherhood is alive and well. Today's guest is Hogan Hilling. Hogan is a proud dad, author of six self-help parenting books. He has appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show in a segment about stay-at-home dads in ABC's documentary, The Story of Fathers and Sons. Welcome to the Father Matters Show, Hogan. Hey, Vance. Uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me, man. Share a little bit more with us about dads behaving dadly. Oh, well, man, I'm, I'm feeling dadly all the time. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the reason I wrote this book, uh, I, as Vance had mentioned, I've written uh, six parenting books. Yeah. And uh, I've been a father advocate since 1992. And over the 20 years that I've been a dad, um, I've noticed in the communities and the dad network that I've been involved in is that the the responsible involved dads far outnumber the irresponsible dads. Mm. But that's not the message we're getting from the media, from parenting organizations, even fatherhood organizations. Um, I mean, even the National Fatherhood Initiative has a campaign that fatherlessness is uh, fatherhood is in crisis in America. I'm sorry, but I don't buy into that. And so that's one of the reasons I wrote the book uh, called Dad's Behaving Dadly. Mm-hmm. D is in David, yeah. not B is in not bad. B Although in we bad. are bad dads. Yes. But, you know, we, we are bad dadly. meaning good. <laughs> yeah, dad, bad meaning good. Tell us a little bit about that. Dad, Dad's Behaving Dadly with a D. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, the subtitle is 67 Truths, Tears, and Triumphs of Modern Fatherhood. And we collected stories from across the United States, Canada, and believe it or not, Australia. And these stories are written by the dads in the trenches, from working dads, at-home dads, divorced dads, single dads, stepdads, dads of children with special needs, all kinds of dads with uh, different family dynamics, income levels, ethnic backgrounds. The stories are compelling, and they range from dads talking about the pregnancy all the way to a dad sharing how difficult it is to watch his daughter go off to college. Mm-hmm. And what made you want to do a project like that? Again, to me, the whole idea was that um, we got to stop uh, the dad bashing. Um, as I mentioned before, look in your communities, walk around. How many great dads are out there and we're not acknowledging them? And mm-hmm. so I started this campaign, uh, Fatherhood is Alive and Well. And the other message I want to um, send out to people, too, is that this is a great time to be a dad. Back in 1991, when I came out of the pantry, be- mm-hmm. decided to be a primary caregiver, it was by choice. And uh, there are a lot of guys doing that now. And um, we didn't have the resources that are available right now. So here in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, God bless Vance Sims. I mean, the Father, Father Matters program that you put is exceptional. 
And uh, dads need to start attending, reaching out to other dads and telling them to come join your program because that's what it's all about. And that's what we're talking about, Dadly. Be proactive and be involved. Yeah, and I appreciate that, Hogan. Uh, you, you wrote one time, you said, the dad bashing won't stop unless dads speak up and proclaim fatherhood is alive and well. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, I think one of the difficult things that we've done with fatherhood is that we look back at the dad's in our past generation, and we're really very hard on them because we're saying, well, why didn't they get more involved? Well, if you think about it back in those days, they were taught to play a specific role, that of the provider. At the same time, moms were told, hey, you don't belong in the office, you belong in the kitchen. So they they followed those specific roles. Well, over the course of the last 20 years, the the, the landscape has changed and the attitudes of men have changed. And no disrespect to those dads, but today's dads are much more proactive and involved, and mm-hmm. they're showing much more courage. And what I mean by that is a lot of dads are not being submissive anymore. They're saying, hey, we can do this job. We need to be respected. However, we have not taken it to the level we need to take it to. And, and what I mean by that is that you can look at the parenting landscape, and you can say that it is mom bias, and there's no d- argument about that. And, um, you know, I have dads said, well, the environment's not father-friendly, and my response to that is, if you want a father-friendly environment, start acting like a friendly father. Mm. And what I mean by that also is that men have not been kind to their own gender. Uh, We need to start supporting each other emotionally, doing things like, for example, coming to your program, Vance, and saying, hey, you know, next time I come here, I'm bringing another guy. I'm going to tell him how great this program is, what I'm getting out of it, and be a spokesman uh, for Father Matters and be a spokesman for other dads and encourage them because uh, the, honest, uh, the honest truth is right now corporate America or nonprofit organizations are not going to invest in us. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's important for us to, dads to start realizing, you know what, we need to start investing in ourselves and investing in each other. And what I mean by that too is that the best resource dads have is each other. We start, need to start networking. That's right. And, and, and marching on, man. And I love that. That's powerful. And, and, and I love what you were saying. Dads are more involved. I remember I was raised by my, my grandparents when I was little. And, and today I do realize I do see a lot of fathers are when they come to the workshops, they're talking about they're sharing more about their temperament. And I remember uh, with my grandfather, Hogan, growing up, he would come home from work and he would share his teaching and his temperament. Meaning if he was working on the shed, he would show me how to hold the hammer, how to hold the nail, how not to, to, to bang the nail into your finger. Do you think today because of technology, the rat race trying to buy things we can't afford to impress people we don't know or like, do you think that that's getting in the way today? Do you see a lot of fathers still sharing their teaching? Um, yeah, I see some of that being the problem. And that's where the whole man up courage thing comes into play is going against the norm. Um we really need to, yeah, dads, I think, uh, and, you know, moms do this too. Moms sometimes spend too much money and they wind up putting pressure on the dad to make more money. So I don't think this is just a dad issue. This mm. is a, this is, this is uh, moms and dads together contributing with the technology. But again, it goes back to, okay, it's out there, but that doesn't mean you have to fall into play with that. And I coined a phrase uh, years ago um, that the quality of your family's uh, lifestyle is not as important as the quality of, of your of, of your family's life, mm. and what I mean by that is you got to get stopped with the keeping up with the Joneses attitude. Yes, and um, you know just because some guy is got all this wealth down the street. 
doesn't mean that he's a better father. Hmm. Um, fatherhood issues don't discriminate, man. It don't matter. It don't yeah. care how much money you make, yeah. what you look like, what size you are. Um, we all have them, and we need to start talking to each other about these issues and helping each other uh, overcome them. I like what you said earlier. You said dads need to start acting like friendly fathers, and they need to start being friendly to other dads. Explain that a little bit more. Yeah, I think uh, we just don't communicate well with each other. Uh, if you look at moms, they network really well as parents, and they, they get together, they join, they put groups together. Uh, men don't do that. We, As much as we can learn something from moms, moms can also learn something from us. So, you know, we have to kind of set our ego aside. Um, and I'll give you one example, um, and I'll use the divorce population as an example. Um, there's a divorce recovery workshop in Newport Beach that I was associated with and I facilitated, and it's a six-week course. The first week, the ratio is always 80-20. Mm. So 80, 80 women, moms, 80, da, 80 uh, 20 dads or men. By the second week, half those guys leave. Wow. By the end of the six-week session, there may be five or six dads left. What's going on? Well, what's going on is I'm upset at the guys that left because they're not helping themselves by leaving. They should stay and do the six-week course. The other thing is they abandoned the other five guys because now they're really outnumbered. Now it's like five to 95, okay? The point I'm trying to make is that that's where the courage and commitment comes in. There are, 15, there, there are 19 other dads there. Wow, that's great that 19 dads are here, even though you're still intimidated by all the women. I have to tell you this. When I started doing the father advocate thing, I never thought I'd be intimidated by women. But when you're the only guy there, it's yeah. a little intimidating, right? So anyway, <laughs> back to my point. If, if you're there and you see 19 other dads there and you say, I'm committed to staying here, and the next six-week session, we're going to turn that 20 into 40. Now you've doubled the population of attendees. So now you have 40 dads there. You know, it doesn't take rocket science right. and math to add this up. By the third time you guys get together and you have – 80 dads there, you've definitely outnumbered the moms and the women. The point is, by showing up, that's how you make change. If yeah. 20 dads continue to show up, that program is not going to make a change to address your issues. Yes, we've got to show up, we've got to step up, and we've got to stay up. I, I love that, Vance. You're, you know, <laughs> you're my man. Yeah. We, we, show up, stay to, up. Yep. yep. So uh, That's the only way we're going to be able to let people know that fatherhood is alive and well and stop the dad bashing by showing up and staying up. And, and you say uh, uh, men supporting men. So why is that those guys were, were, were going from 19 to 14 to 7 to 5? Were they not communicating? Were they hiding? Yeah, it's a masculinity thing. And it, it, I, I find it interesting that guys would go, you know, see how these guys going to prison because they're gang banging on the street or they're guys that want to climb mountains or they, 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 they make choices where they risk their life. Right. But at the same time, when they're asked to sit and care for a helpless baby, they balk at it. That, to me, it much, takes much more courage to stay home. Mm. You know, if you're a working dad to spend two hours helping your wife take care of that baby. Could that, and, be and, a, could that be a generational thing? Like, I don't know how to take care of baby because my dad didn't take care of us and my grandfather no, didn't take care of my dad. No, that's where we got to stop Is this. that the excuses? It's an excuse. Yes, that, generational stronghold. You, you know what? God gave us the power to choose. Yes. Okay, think about this. God said you can either embrace me or not embrace me. Right. Think about that power. And now you have a choice either to man up. I remember you reading one of your articles about... Uh, collecting the right friends. You know, you, uh, you got to define who you want to hang around with. You know, is it the guy that's going to be there to support you and say, hey, you know, I realize you got to take care 
of your son there, and I know you got to change the diapers and all that stuff, and I support you. And instead of, you know, ragging, because when I first started doing this, guys would come up to me, oh, who wears the pants in the family? Mm. Well, then you turn around to your friends and you go, you know what, I wear the pants, and I made the decision because I love my kid, and I'm going to stay home for a couple hours to help my wife out so she can have a break. And that's the kind of things that I'm talking about that guys aren't doing to their friends. Mm. And, you know, and if that guy doesn't respect that, then he ain't your friend no more. There are other dads, and then you can go out to the community and go like, hey, David, you know, there might be a guy in the community saying uh, that you might want to reach out to and vice versa, you know. He might want to reach out to you, and you've got to make, him, make yourself available. That's what the networking thing is about. And I, I want to hear more about this, this dad networking. Um, you're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Hogan Hilling, motivational speaker and author. And today we're talking about fatherhood is alive and well. We'll hear more from Hogan after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters Mentoring Programs for Families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Father Matters presents Pearl Conference 2014, an evening of elegance. Saturday, October 18th at the Crown Plaza Phoenix Airport Hotel. Register today at fathermatters.org. Use this elegant date night as an opportunity to connect with your spouse and hear practical ways to strengthen and enhance your marriage. Register today at fathermatters.org. Keynote speakers for the evening, Chris and Carmen Garner, founders of the ministry, Fortified Marriages. Pearl Conference 2014, an evening of elegance. Register today at fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. Don't miss Pearl Conference 2014. You can enter to win a pair of Pearl tickets by sending us an email to info at fathermatters.org. And in your subject box, put Pearl tickets. In your email, give us your name and your spouse's name. And the winners will be announced in our October 7th Father Matters Tribune. That goes out nationally once a month. You can subscribe to the Father Matters Tribune at fathermatters.org. If you would like information on becoming a Pearl Conference sponsor, email us at info at fathermatters.org. Also, you can catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. And we're back with Hogan Hilling, motivational speaker and author. Today we're talking about fatherhood is alive and well. 
If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Hogan, you're on fire right now, my friend, and I don't, <laughs> don't want to put this blaze out. But you wrote, as the population of stay-at-home dads increased, so did the interest of working dads to change their attitude about their role as involved parents. Touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I think the stay-at-home dad population actually uh, it contributed to what working dads are doing now, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, because they, they've proven that men can care for the kids 24-7. For example, my kids are in their 20s, okay? And they're still breathing. Yes, all yes. Right? I mean, we can talk about statistics and all that stuff, how good father involvement is that, but the only statistics that people need to start looking at is that when the man is taking care of the, the kids, okay, when the mom comes home, if the kid's still breathing, I mean, that's what guys tell me is that the, my main objective is to make sure I keep my kids alive, mm. all right? Um, and I just want to make an important point that you talked about generational, about how you were talking about how the past can affect how uh, guys become dads. Um, I was raised by a single working mom. I did not have a dad in my life. I did not have a role model, okay? So... And like I said before, my kids are alive, so I think I did a pretty good job. Right. Okay, so it's nothing, to, you know, you still have to talk about the past, but in order to move on and become the best dad you can be, it's all about holding you accountable. You know, stop holding your dad accountable for the, for the situation that I'm in, because it doesn't matter what situation it is, you can always improve on it. And let me just say one other important thing here is that I had the luxury of meeting my dad 27 years later. Mm. And to make a long story short, he sat down with me and he started crying and he, and he told me his side of the story because my mom never talked about my dad. And so I always thought that he left because he wanted to. And that was not the case. Okay. There were a lot of stuff going on. So he apologized, showed me, told me his side of the story. And of course, during my childhood years, I, I felt I missed my dad. And I'm stand, sitting there looking at him and he's crying and he's asking me for an apology, and the first thing I said to him was like, oh, my God, he said, you don't need to apologize for anything. I said, I'm glad that I was able to, uh, to, to meet you again, and you know what? I just realized you missed me more than I missed you, and I think we tend to forget that. There's so much pain that our dads have had to go through because, again, they were told to play specific roles. They weren't invited even into the delivery room at one time, right, correct? Right, 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 right. And even today, I mean— Schools and hospitals and the environment's not father-friendly. Okay, go back to what I said. Hold yourself accountable. That's Start right. making it friendly by, like what you said, show up and stay up. That's right. And I like when you shared how you grew up without your dad. I grew up without my dad. Um, he, you know, he would come in and out of my life through the years. But it's one of those things where it's like when we grow up without our fathers, we, we, we have those holes in our hearts that we expect to get filled. And then what we do is keep continue on blaming our fathers like at home i have five kids at home hogan i have mm-hmm. four girls 15 14 about to be 15 all the way down to eight and we have our youngest son blake that's five mm-hmm. i always share with a lot of men our daughters will most likely grow up to marry the type of man that we are and our sons will most likely grow up to be the type of man that we are and I want my daughters to see me helping my wife around that home. I, I get my kids up for breakfast in the morning and make sure they're ready to go. And, and they see me cleaning and chipping in and pitching in because I want them to know when they get married, when they get older, what to expect, what to see. And I want our son to see me helping mom around the house. Well, with your, the kids. well your involvement is increasing the chances 
that those your daughter and your son are going to grow up to if they decide to be parents great parents and i mean here's the other kicker is i mean if you're a dad and you have a daughter and you're trying to be a role model for her don't you want the best for her when she That's grows right. up that she's going to be able to pick a good guy and vice versa i mean you got to really look at the future and realize that what little things that you do today are really going to impact. And, you know, that's the one thing about fatherhood and even parenting in general. There's no instant gratification, as you know. <laughs> that's right. Okay? That's right. I mean, and so it takes a lot of work, I think, for men to recognize, hey, the little things I'm doing today are going to have to make an impact. But like you said, I think a lot of men struggle staying up all the time. Yes. And part of that is because of the dad bashing. But yeah. again— we cannot hold other people accountable for the stupid behavior they have towards dad. That's so right. if we hold ourselves accountable and stand up and tell them, hey, enough is enough. Yeah. Right now, the National Adam Dad Network started a campaign uh, getting rid of the Mr. Mom label. Mm-hmm. And we found out that working dads are getting tired of that, too. And now they're, they're, they're starting to say, hey, I don't want to be called Mr. Mom because I'm not a replacement for mom. I'm the dad, and I bring value to this role of parenting. Right, right. And they're also tired of moms calling them babysitters. Right. We're not. Oh, yeah. Now I was going to touch on that, too. And, and it's just we need to realize children come into this world wanting to be uh, 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 parented a certain way. And fathers come into this world wanting to father a certain way. And my thing is I want to make sure that I fill those holes that my dad couldn't fill for me. It's not my dad's fault anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm taking responsibility, you know, and then sometimes we need to realize we as men need to sit down with our wives or your girlfriends, whatever situation may be, and say, how did you want to be fathered? And then you will realize some of the things that our spouses may say, you say, well, see, I'm not your father. Mm -hmm. I'm your husband. But at the same time, we as men need to let our our spouses know how we want it to be fathered or mm-hmm. how we want it to be mothered because some of us get in relationships because we want a mama. Well, I yeah, but back to uh, something that you said is that being a dad is a huge responsibility. And again, someone when that, another radio show asked me, you know, what's the best advice you could give a guy? And I said, set your ego aside, dude. Yes. I mean, that's a lot of responsibility to take on and you don't need to take it on by yourself. So reach out to other dads for support. I mean, again, that's the message I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with going to a guy and saying, hey, man, I'm struggling right now. I need to talk to you about it because he's the only guy that's going to relate to it. Because there's some issues that you can talk to your wife about. She's not she's going to like roll her eyes and shake your head, you know, yes, like, yes. because she can't relate to it. Yes. And then you get frustrated and then you don't use other guys as an outlet to share that frustration, and it starts creating conflict in your marriage. So it's so important to reach out to other guys. Tell us a little bit about this Fatherhood is Alive and Well campaign. What is this? Yeah, it's in collaboration with my new book, Dad's Behaving Dadly, D-A-D-L-Y, 67 Truth, Tears, and Triumphs of Modern Fatherhood. And it came out in June. It's doing well. And uh, what we did was the purpose of the book was to show that fatherhood is alive and well, that the number of responsible involved dads far outnumber those that are bad and irresponsible. And it's, uh, we want everybody out there to join the campaign, moms and dads. And uh, one way you can do that, the dads, is join Father Matters. Show up. Go to the program. Invite another dad. Start building up a, a network of dads within your community. Go to the schools. Talk about the Dads Behaving Dadly book. Talk about Father Matters. The book has done so well that my motiv- my publisher, Motivational Press, has agreed to do a Dad's Behaving Dadly, too. There's another way you can um, join the Fatherhood is Alive Well campaign. Man. Go to the website, www.dadsbehavingdadly.com. 
We're accepting stories. We, actually, we already got stories coming in. In fact, uh, uh, so submit a story, uh, and you don't have to be a great writer. We're looking for great dads. You can submit up to three stories, so that increases your chances of getting published in the book. And Vance has been kind enough to submit three stories, and two of them are terrific, and I'm going to uh, encourage, persuade my publisher to put them in the book. And, you know, Vance is setting a great example for everybody out there. He's leading the charge with Father Matters. He's putting two, two stories in the Dad's Behaving Dadly book. So what are you guys going to do out there, all right? That's right. Well, Hogan, Make I wanna... the commitment, and last thing I want to say to you guys is keep on daddy, and man, don't stop. That's and... right. Well, I want to thank you, Hogan, for joining me today, and I want to thank you for tuning into the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Wednesday, October 1st, Father Matters is hosting a job and training institute in Phoenix, Arizona. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless.